Southern Discomfort, episode five. Four? Five? Four. Four, yes. Four and a half. We've actually filmed a couple episodes <laughs> and haven't gotten them out due to some technical difficulties. We're learning, people, all right? We're still learning, but I think we're getting things figured out. It's something new every week, and we're just rolling with the punches. We fix one thing, and then something new comes up. We finally got Casey back with us. Casey, how you doing? Happy to be back. Been a, uh, a long hiatus. I was going to say, you look a little sweaty. Were you doing some laps before this? I was. I had a work. Well, I had a workout. Then I had to finish a call for work. You're and now I'm here. So that's dedication. <laughs> Good to have you back, Crowdy. Casey, was your weekend? How was your weekend? You uh, you're riding high right now, huh? Great weekend. One of my uh, best friends from college got married on Friday, which capped the wedding year off of ten weddings in one year. Happy to be fucking done with that tour. Um, spent Saturday as a complete puddle because it was a Friday wedding. So I was a complete puddle on Saturday. Didn't move from my couch, questioned every decision I had made. And then Sunday felt like a new man. The Jets, I don't know. I, I, I feel like um, Wiley Coyote chasing the roadrunner where like, I think this is going to be great. I think this is going to work out for me. And then a piano is going to drop on my head. But until that moment happens, I'm, I'm riding for it to happen too. Cause it, it's like, like one week they, they look, so like bad. shit, <laughs> and then you're bitching about Zach Wilson, and then they come back in the next week and beat the Bills, and it's like, when, like when is when is the losing streak going to happen? When yeah. is it, when is it going to implode? You have a guy one week, to. and now you don't have a guy. Now, oh, now you have a guy again. Well, I, I don't think he's the guy, and I was saying it to uh, like my college friends. We were talking about it because they're Jets fans as well, and we said after the because we went to the Pats game, and we said afterwards we were like, listen. That coaching staff coming from San Fran should treat him, Zach Wilson, as an athletic Jimmy G. Stop making him like have to make plays. Stop putting him in compromising positions because he's not Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But wouldn't you wouldn't you agree that he puts himself in those compromising positions sometimes? Like he'll just run and just chuck it in. He's got a little case down the... of what I like to call the happy feet. He absolutely does. So jump. So you gotta do there. you have to minimize that as much as possible. And again, treat them like Jimmy G, where you make simple plays, let your playmakers make plays, put the ball in their hands, and let them do the work, which is kind of what you saw this week. They really didn't go attack downfield that much. Most of his big completions was Garrett Wilson maybe catching the ball 10 yards downfield and then he himself gaining more yards. So I, th- I feel like every time they cut to that game, the Bills have the ball, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mark and I were watching yeah, football we watched all Zone. Sunday and. I mean, <laughs> we we started watching the Panthers Bengals, and then that we quickly turned that off. The only that, thing I saw was either a <laughs> I'm so uh, Garrett sick of Wilson, this shit. either a Garrett Wilson reception, Josh Allen running wildly with the ball, or Michael Carter just bowling his way forward. But Michael Carter's fast. I don't know why they don't. He's like very him. fast. He's Upset so of the fast. weekend. Congrats to the Jets. Congrats to you, Casey. Um, he was lit though because he was texting me right before the Sunday night game. I was like, dang, Casey's still awake after the day he's had too. Mm. Because you know, oh, I, I had a my... big IPA Sunday. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> with like the tiny, with the tiny hands. Just, oh, the little tiny hands. Yeah, my yeah. cousin showed up with a bunch of tiny hands at the bar. <laughs> it was a Bills bar too, so I was just being oh, very God. obnoxious with those. Yeah, here we'll throw it up and show you Casey's tiny hands yeah. right here. So Jets kept the upset. The commies lost a tough one. Yeah, you lost a ten point blow, ten point yeah. lead. Doing uh, so, we so Ron Rivera challenged uh, a, a meaningless play. It was like it would have been third and one. He challenged a play to make it uh, a first down. Lost timeout. So we lost timeout. Yeah. So then 
they kick a field goal. They kick a field goal, make it with a, like a minute and a half left. We get the ball back mm-hmm. with Taylor Heineke a chance to win the game. Yeah. But our nose tackle jumps over the center. Personal foul. Oh, that was. That's it. So I saw a guy for the uh, Rams do that, though, oh, and they it. didn't call it a foul. Yeah, well, he jumped over. 15-yard penalty. We have no more timeouts left. They just kneel it, and they kick a field goal again. Mr. Official Crotty, do you know what the ruling is yeah. on that? I think that yeah, you, you can can't, jump. You can't make contact. Can't make contact. Way down. That's what I thought. And you know how I know he made contact? He's a big, fat, white guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly your answer. A guy that shouldn't be hurt. Number, number 91. I don't even know oh, his name. I don't know his name. Never. He should He should have been cut as soon as before he yeah, got I the feel locker like, room. So, I, so you chirped me for no reason um, on Sunday. And you said, oh, you know, like, I'm feeling good. We're going to be on a four. We're going to be on a little five-game win streak or four-game win yeah. streak. Be five and four. You jinxed yourself. Yeah, I feel like you jinxed them. We did, a but that, but that's typically what we do. We that game should have been over with. Up ten, our defense was dominating, and then Ron Rivera does his thing, and Scott Turner starts calling trick plays. So just, tough, tough loss. Um, but huge matchup next week, Monday night against the Eagles. So that'll be a good one. Ten yeah. and a half point uh, underdogs. You guys are. Yeah. Speaking of tough losses. Speaking of Giants, tough losses. Giants. Took a loss on the bye. They did not. Well, they did lose Xavier <laughs> you McKinney. You lost the bye dude. week. You lost well, the bye we week. did kind of lose the bye week. We lost our starting safety, Xavier McKinney from Bama. Landon Collins, Tom? Uh, Landon Collins. What do you do? Let's was go, that baby. hand injury in Mexico? Yeah, he was in Cabo in the bye week. So you, and you did lose the bye week. Crashed his ATV. Yeah. But, it's the banana boat all over again. Yeah. I would have rather lost. Yeah, shit. I would have rather lost the bye week than the, the fashion that the Panthers lost. Uh, oh, my just, God. So, you, I mean, in fantasy, you were playing against Joe Mixon. Yeah. I had Joe Mixon in our other league. Five touchdowns. The only thing I needed half. was for Joe Mixon not to do that. Yeah. So, are we going back to Baker Mayfield? No. P.J. Walker's, no. Walker's starting this week. Yep. Baker he, did look pretty good. How many? He had nine yards passing. So I picked him on the under PJ? for passing cards. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't. Did you watch any of the game? I didn't watch a damn second of that <laughs> he game. He had. We there was no need to watch so, that game. So the beginning of the game, he had some really good throws that went right through the receivers' hands. There was a lot of drops. A lot not of only, drops. Not only in that game, but across the league so, last week. His stats don't tell. I mean, they tell a big story, but they don't tell the whole story. Like Tommy Tremble catches that ball for a first down. Yep. Who knows? The drive keeps going. It's seven-seven, and things could go a different way. So yeah, he didn't look great, and you know, they, but defense. I mean. Bengals' offense was just able to do whatever they wanted up and down the field. I don't, but my I don't I don't think it's good to take him out in a game like that and put Baker Mayfield in when the game's already out of reach anyway. What are you trying to achieve there? Like, what's anything? Something. Just see something. Down, be like, oh, maybe down, maybe we'll get a drive. You're down forty-two to seven. You're not going to come I'm, back. So just like, let's figure something. I'm more out upset that I had Devonta Foreman on my free whatever his name is Foreman. 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 Last week he was on my bench on my other team. And then I play him this week, and he has like 29 yards rushing. Like, yeah, they just, what were y'all doing? Couldn't get the offense going. They got Raheem Blackshear had a had a touchdown. Mm, Terrace Marshall Jr. had his first touchdown of his career. Congratulations to him. Always thought he was going to be good. I told you he was going to be good. Last couple weeks, I told you he was going to be good because we got a coach that actually knows how to use the players that they have on hmm. the on the squad for the most part. Well, Steve Wilkes sticking with his guy PJ Walker. That's stupid. A um, couple other just Thursday headlo- night. Um, and we're going to the game. Yeah. So we're excited. Yeah. I'm I'm all over. I'll get, we'll get to it. In, there could in be the a picks. hurricane coming also. Oh. But I don't think it'll be there in time. I think it's coming Friday. Okay. Uh, Panthers wearing all black, black helmets. Black I've been, helmets I've been too. Let's go. Begging for this. I've been begging for this for a decade now to have the all black Matt helmet and finally get to see it live and in person on Thursday. Hopefully. It, Washington rock their all black too. I like I Washington's all black too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so they are in all black to their own funeral. Going with PJ Walker, uh, little little rematch of two weeks ago with the the showdown in Atlanta. We all know how that went. Hopefully, it goes a little di- bit different this week. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but you're all over the Panthers. I'm loving the Panthers this Thursday night. Plus, well, plus three at home. They're they want you to doubt them, but they're gonna. I've literally picked the Panthers like six times this year. Lost every time, almost every single I know, time. I'm done but with them. I haven't learned my lesson yet. Well, I guess now's a good time to get into our pick sixes, huh? Let's do it. Uh, yes, I am all over the Panthers. Plus three at home. Falcons, I know, have a good record against the spread, but this just kind of points to you know a little bit of hope that uh, Danny and Caleb will get with the Panthers win on Thursday night, just to keep uh, just to keep them hanging in front. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll go over uh, so our pick six records for okay. uh, for the year. We got I am 11, 12, and one. I Tell them who's in first. I had a, I'll get there. I had a really bad week. Uh, I went one, four, and one. Mark, you went two, three, and one. Mike, you went three, two, and one. Casey, you went two, three, and one. So we all had a push this week. That puts me at 11, 12, and one. That puts Mark at 10, 13, and one. That puts Mike in the lead at 14, nine, and one. And that puts Casey, since he's a week behind, four, seven, and one. So with that, mm. let's uh, let's see if some of us can yeah. kind of – Again, move the needle a to preface, it is Tuesday. It's tough to pick earlier in the week. And honestly, and I've said this before, I'm all over the place with my picks. I have picks on here. I have picks that I actually wager on. I have picks in the college football pool, pick them league. And then I pick something else. So I, don't, I contradict myself every week. Anyway, <laughs> Panthers plus three at home against Falcons. Chiefs minus nine and a half against the Jaguars. Uh, I like the Steelers this week, plus two and a half at home versus Saints. Saints look god awful. I mean, yeah, just bad. I'm done. Why was I'm Alvin, done I picked them like three weeks in a row. Why was Alvin Kamara one. blocking majority of the game? It's your best player. They have not used him like they should. Um, love the Steelers. I at saw home. some stat that Dennis Allen is uh, his his first year with the Raiders. He started. He was three and four because he came in midway through the season. And then he had like he was like three and started like three or two and um, six or seven the next year, and then was like zero oh and four the following Jeez. year before he got fired. And now he's what two two and six two and six yeah. So bad. But you can't win with Andy Dalton as your quarterback. Man, it's god awful. I think they should put <laughs> I, I think they should put Jameis back in for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the most absurd. I don't but it's a lot of the coaching too. Dennis Allen just doesn't have a Clearly good. Clearly, he's lost. So put put crab legs back in, man. Give me uh. Give me Kenneth Pickett in the Steelers. Uh, I know we're not supposed to do bear or uh, over unders, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I like the Lions Bears over 48 and a half. Um, and then Mike, I like the Broncos. We do it all the time, but uh, <laughs> they're at Tennessee, which is a tough game. But uh, I, I think after the bye, Broncos find a way. And then I love my Giants minus six and a half against Texans. Can we talk about first of all, real quick, how bad Malik Willis is? I again, again, I can't name one. I can't name one wide receiver they have on their team. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. I, I was gonna say. I was. My next point was got anybody but Robert Woods. He got demoted to punt returns. Yeah. I don't know a single player on their that he can throw to. If I'm a defensive coordinator scheming for the Titans, I'm licking my chops because I'm stacking the box stacking and the box. making yeah. Malik Willis throw and the ball. And they finally and ran a little bit of read option because the, the the first week he was in two weeks ago they didn't run him at all, and then mm-hmm. they used a couple times and it works, but like. Stack the box. If you stop Derrick Henry, the game's over. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, Titans. I don't know how they and that game went to overtime. And they're to six. Be and, they're like six and four. Or six. Like yeah, they're, they're like winning. I did, I did kind of a good them, football team. I did take them uh, twelve plus twelve and a half. So that was the that was the one NFL game I won. <laughs> out of out of all of them um so yeah but yeah i'll get into mine i i've seen carolina play in primetime night games it's usually doesn't go well Mm. so on a short week (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm all over atlanta plus three games at home might be a hurricane minus three atlanta is uh minus three yes you're right Yeah, yeah yeah minus three uh it's going to be about who can run the ball better this game. I think Atlanta's running the ball a little bit better mm-hmm. as compared to – I mean, this Carolina's been running the ball well, but this past week they clearly did not. Atlanta has been running the ball well all year. So I think that's what it's come, going to come down to in the rain. I got Atlanta minus three. And don't, don't expect uh, P.J. Walker to throw for 380 yards again. No, Prize yeah, that's picks. not going to happen. Let's check the weather real quick. Uh, Minnesota got – Minnesota plus six and a half at Buffalo. I got. I'm taking Minnesota in this. I don't know if Josh Allen's going to play. Oh, that's he, right. Serious trouble his, in Buffalo, baby. Hurt yeah. his elbow. UCL on the last drive of that game uh, against the Jets. Even if he does play, I don't think he's going to be effective. So I'm taking Minnesota. I think Minnesota looks good. They're the they're the most not talked about seven and one team in the history of the NFL. And they're not. They're not good though. Oh, they're pretty good. They're seven and one. They're not. <laughs> they just. You're salty. They beat your team, hmm. but they're seven they beat one. Our team who sucks. <laughs> they do. Yes. Thursday night forecast: ninety-nine percent chance of rain. Yeah, it's gonna rain. So take the under and prop bets. Take the under on the passing yards quickly. Yeah. Dallas minus five at Green Bay again. <laughs> quickly. I think Dallas just kind of, uh, you know, they're playing well. They're just really good. The the Packers couldn't even score on that Lions defense. How are they going to score on Dallas's defense? So I I think this is a very easy one. I think Dallas wins by double digits. It's at Green Bay. I got next game. I got San Francisco minus seven uh, again at home against the Chargers. Chargers. I just I can't figure them out. I thought they were good at the beginning of the season. They haven't been playing well. I think yeah, San Fran a, is going to figure out. They're a weird team. I feel like the Chargers. Very up and down. The coach is weird. They're, yeah, Brandon Staley is a weird dude. <laughs> they got a lot of injuries. I think they're one of the most injured teams in the NFL. Yeah, Keenan Allen. But I got think a hamstring. That's... You know, this will be Christian McCaffrey's third week learning the offense, yeah. and I think they're figuring out how to utilize them. They got San Francisco minus seven. I like that pick a lot. Are they at home. San Francisco's at home. Yeah, yes. I love that. <clears throat> my, Sunday night football. My next game, we got morning football from Munich, Germany. The first Ooh. game ever to be played cool in stuff. Germany. I got but, Seattle plus two and a half. And I think Tampa's the home team, not the yeah, they are. It's a neutral site game. Yeah. But I'm excited. It's going to be a cool stadium. I forget what stadium they're playing. I think Bayern Munich stadium. I think they're playing Alliance Bayern. Serena and Munich. I don't know who plays there. I think I think that's I think that's Byron Munich. Um, should be a cool should be a cool venue. I know tickets sold out within the first three minutes of going on sale there, so I know they're excited to have the NFL over there and should be a pretty good game. I think Seattle actually yeah, wins it's this a very game. Good I don't know why Tampa's going to be. It's a long, long flight, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After just hosting game, I home. looked. Yeah, I looked it up. Who do you think has a shorter flight between those two teams? Honestly, Tampa has a much shorter flight. They do not. They don't because they fly because uh, Seattle will fly up towards the North Pole and they'll go this way. Interesting. Like yeah, by like a couple like thousand of miles, Seattle is shorter. Yeah. Well, that just proves Kyrie Irving wrong about <laughs> flat Earth here. <laughs> hey, Danny, I, I gotta add something. Going off of what you said about the tickets selling out, 
Looking at it right now, the lowest ticket price for that game in Munich right now is $460. How much do you think the lowest ticket for the Thursday night game between Atlanta and Carolina? $9. 20, 34. $22. The Eddie's the closest, $28. $28. He's probably looking at it a little right before this. I wasn't looking at it. I got season tickets. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't buy tickets. Uh, let me get to my last game, though. Miami minus four versus Cleveland. I don't know. Miami's Miami's offense is always going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of their defense can show up. Cleveland, matter of what Cleveland team shows up. If mm-hmm. they can run the ball on Miami, I think they'll be good, like we saw with Justin Fields. Yeah. But I think ultimately Miami wins this by a touchdown. I got Miami minus four. So that's my picks. Mike, what do you got? All right, so my number one pick of the weekend is going to be uh, Minnesota Vikings plus five and a half. Um, I agree with what Danny said. Any quarterback with an elbow injury is some serious news. That could be very worrisome for Buffalo fans, uh, especially in a year where they yeah. expect to win the Super Bowl. Um, my girlfriend's family, whole family is diehard Bills fans. and They're down I, I, I put that little peep in a text message, <laughs> and they all got butthurt real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so I'm taking Minnesota Vikings. And I hope he's not hurt, man. I mean, that's the Jets' biggest win in probably a decade, right? Yeah. The, pro- the, problem, with, the problem with Josh Most Allen. Most important win. Most important win. The, well, the problem with Josh Allen, he thinks he's Superman. He tries to run all the time. He's got weapons. Stop running the ball so much. Yeah. You're, those those like, hits are going to take, take a toll on him at some point. And they I don't hope. use their running backs. It's weird. He should look what happened to Cam Newton at age 30 and be like, I don't want to be like that. Maybe I should fucking slide once in a while. 100%. Uh, Cam got hurt okay. like, before he was 30. He was about Josh Allen's age when he started having shoulder issues and you know one one injury diving leads to another injury and he gets hit again and he re-injures it in the Thursday night game against Pittsburgh and he was never the same so yeah I mean I mean although this was a different circumstance he was throwing the ball when he got hit so but well how about Kirk Cousins dancing on a plane I didn't know he was that cut up man he looked kind of cut up I was like (laughs) oh my god he went uh, from respectable father to a zaddy in that video. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's kind. It's Where very. Where do you know those chains? <laughs> oh no, man! They're not his. They're all his teammates. I, so I'm, sure. I'm one of those people. I've I've loved Kirk Cousins since he's been in Washington. I'd never want him to leave. So I'm like, I'm happy he's finally winning. Yeah, but. I don't know why people hate him. He's such a dad. He's a very likable guy. Yeah, he just, he's just a questionable quarterback. He's just a weirdo. Well, he's always been. I mean, he's always good. He's, he's always bad, been he's above average. But yeah. however, we might get if Josh Allen can't play. We might get a rendition of the Minnesota Miracle with Case Keenum and Ooh. Stephon Diggs going against the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's true. That could be Look fun. Look at that. Sick. Yep. So going into my next pick, I'm taking – I disagree with Danny. I'm taking Cleveland Browns plus three and a half uh, on the road against Miami. Mm. I, was, I was a little skeptical about Cleveland early on, um, but I'm starting to believe that they yeah. can win. The way they shut down the Bengals, the way they're running it with uh, – Nick with Chubb and uh, Cream Hunt, um, and they were worried about hit trading Cream Hunt, so now mm-hmm. he's staying, staying there. Deshaun comes back in a couple weeks, um, so the Browns could be a little could be a problem moving forward here. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking them, and I got the Rams minus three uh, at home against the Arizona Cardinals. I hate Kyler Murray. He might be the worst one of the. He's probably a top five, ten worst quarterbacks. Fighting with Hopkins on the sidelines, screaming. He's, he's, he's been screaming at everybody. Yeah. Though. It's like I had him on nothing's the, his fault. I had him on the over two sixty prop last weekend. He didn't even sniff that. He just go, drops back and then scrambles immediately. It's I mean, the, awful. the Rams haven't looked great either. Though. I can always tell when Mike says he's like, "I hate this guy. I hate this guy's a bum. This guy's a loser." And he's so mad it's because he bet bet on them right. and didn't hit the bet. Well, he he hasn't done anything like this entire season. Yeah, and I know I know Casey loves you know loves Kyler Murray so much, Mister MVP. Uh, 
I'm married to him because after his rookie year, he did look good. So I stupidly made a bet that within the first four years of his career, he'd win an MVP. So I'm married to him until the end of next season. But I wouldn't say I love him. Well, he might, he might go uh, be playing baseball here soon. He's, an, he's annoying. That'd be cool. Then going to my fourth pick, I'm taking Green Bay Packers plus five. Something's got to give, right? Actually, it has to be. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he threw three picks, two of them in, in the red zone. Um, their defense, at least the only thing is their defense played well, but I think, I think it's more of a trap game for Dallas mm. looking at the Packers going, hey, we're going to Lambeau. Who's Dallas got after that? I don't think you ever overlook Probably Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, though. I would. Have you seen them play the last three weeks? They're pathetic. The last five weeks, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. on a five-game losing streak. But, I mean, they couldn't score against them. Oh, it might be a look-ahead game. Next the week they go to lead. Minnesota, the Cowboys. Yeah, but play, winning in Lambeau is hard. And I think right. that's still a, a tough little it's magical hard. one. I mean, we're opposite on a lot of these. Then. Yep, and then my, my fifth <laughs> pick, I'm going with the Bucks minus two and a half against the Seahawks. Tom Brady is going to get it rolling here, is man. Is he going to get it rolling? He's going to get it rolling. They're going to oh, get healthy, man. and they're going to get it rolling. And he also – Put him in a different continent, and he just figures it out. He also screwed me out of $275, though, on the last drive. He th- I had the under 275, mm. and I needed him to stay under 50 yards, and then he went on that 65-yard drive, wow. and I lost. Threw it every time, yeah. But I'm on Tom Brady. Now he's single, ready to roll. Brady. All right, then my last one I got <laughs> – I thought he was on five. The last one I got, I got the Texans plus six and a half uh, playing, your, playing your Giants. Bro. Texans are, the Texans play tough, man. They, figure, been they on find the, a way to. You've been on the Texans every week. I, and I, they covered last weekend against the uh, 13 and a half against the, I the Eagles. I didn't, want to touch, I didn't want to touch that game. That game is poopy. It's a poopy game. But that's my, that's my six. Okay. Talk about games I, I don't want to watch. The Giants-Texans. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> I was pleasantly like relieved just to have a bye week, you know, not get too high, too low, and, yeah. you know. Casey, what do you got, bub? Well, for starters, I want to correct the graphic. I had three wins last week. I had the plus 13. You had what? Uh, what you had, you had what? 12, you, what was the first one? Seven. What was the first one? Houston. Houston. Yeah, plus 13. Yeah, fact check that. Let's uh, yeah, let's let's go back and uh, look at that one real quick. Our, fa- our fact checkers will, will uh, correct the. I had you at. Two, three, and one. What were your game? What, what games did you pick? I won. I I can tell you what ones I won. I won the Houston game at plus thirteen. I won the Jets game at plus twelve and a half, and then Bengals minus seven and a half. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I just wrote it down wrong. <laughs> yeah, fire fire the intern. You're still not winning though. <laughs> All right. All right, Danny, fire that intern who's who <laughs> He's already he's already gone. He's already gone. He's already gone. We send the Kent. Yeah, we listened to Kent. <laughs> yeah i got uh detroit plus two and a half uh i just think detroit plays well even in the recent games that looked like blowouts they actually like are in the game it's just themselves that are fucking it up um divisional game i'm just sick of listening to people say that the bears are good because just fields in the past two games has looked competent but last week i thought that the defense actually played very well especially doesn't matter how good or bad the Packers are. It's still Aaron Rodgers, and the defense got three picks off him. So I'll take Detroit at plus two and a half. Uh, I got – with you, Mark, I got Denver plus three. Uh, and the main reason being is just uh, that's a tough loss for Tennessee, and that's tough to bounce back from. Denver, I, I just think they're going to finally put something together, get a win streak for themselves. They're coming off the bye. So I'll take Denver at plus three. This next one's weird. 
Very weird. I took Indy plus six and a half at Vegas. Jeff Saturday, I'm oh all in God. on it. I it's love a it. total hype thing for me, but I don't care. I'm taking Indy plus. Did you hear? Did you hear what uh, he said the before he got hired? He said the Raiders looked terrible, and that was first game. On ESPN. <laughs> uh, as an as an analyst, going yeah. against the Raiders. So now he's going against them. <laughs> I, I do I do want to get into that Jeff Jeff Saturday thing once you finish up. So so. Yeah, I'll go. I'll ramble through quick. Uh, I got San Fran minus seven, uh, like you, Danny. Uh, I just think San Fran is one of these teams that you're going to see yeah. late, late in the season in like the NFC Championship game or putting up a fight in the divisional. I think they're a very, very good team and a well coached team. And say what you want about Trey Lance or Jimmy G, I think that team is a better team with Jimmy. G. I was just about to say, without I guarantee you, that was good without with, with a, if Trey Lance was still playing. I think it would be, no, it would be, yeah, so playing. They'd be a Justin Fields situation with the 49ers and how Justin Fields was with the Bears if he was playing this year. Yeah, uh, I got Green Bay plus five. Uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys, just absolutely owns them. Hates Mike McCarthy. I think this is the game he gets it right. Like Mark with the Panthers, I'm just going to continue to bet the Packers until I look correct on this. Good luck to you. Um, and then the- they lost. Uh, they lost Romeo Dobbs too. So they so they just lost. They lost another, everyone. They lost another. Sean receiver. Gary. He's everyone. got nowhere to throw to. <laughs> he, okay. threw, he threw to nine. He threw to nine receivers last game. I looked at the stat. He threw to nine. How many receivers. of them can you name? I, uh, Tanyan, because I because my face. <laughs> Watson. <laughs> Christian Watson is he? Yeah. Yeah. One more. Right, yeah. One more. Yeah. Uh, last one. I'm gonna go with you, Danny. I'm taking Miami minus three and a half. Uh, main reason being is I think Miami's offense is just that good. And I think their defense got very, very good uh, at the trade deadline. And I just don't see how Cleveland can offensively hang with them in this game. Yeah. And, and the addition to with Jeff, Jeff Wilson Jr. adding to their run game. And I mean, he went off. I, I, yeah. I think Miami only got better than they were. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. So those are our pick sixes. Hopefully things start to turn around. Uh, I'm either hot college, cold NFL, yeah. cold college, hot NFL. So we'll see. But we all got a good array of some of us agreed on things. Some mm. of us have opposites. Should uh, We're getting kind of the second half of the season. We'll yeah. see. Uh, Why is the season going by so fast, man? Where are you like? I'm like, oh. It is going by. It is week, going by really fast. Well, week ten upcoming. Yeah? Can't go by fast enough for me. But Sheesh. just want to just want to get to just want to get to week seventeen and see if we're getting that number one pick or not. So we'll see. But yeah, Jeff Saturday. What a, it's a it's a very weird hire. I, I so you don't have any other assistants. Well, I get you could just step into no, that role. They do. They have Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne is a coach on that team. That's what he's just as qualified as Saturday. That's what people are upset about, though, is that, like, I saw it all over the media yesterday and last night that people are pissed that you know here's this white privilege again coming in. They're hiring these coaches, and to an extent, I do, I do get it. I get that there are people more qualified, especially with having Reggie Wayne on the staff. Uh, who has some experience in coaching? I would, th- I would think that they're both as qualified can, equally. I can, would say. Can I jump in real quick? I just want to read this this tweet that I saw earlier today with Frank Wright. Hmm. 2018, he had Andrew Luck. 2019, he had Jacoby Brissett and Brandon, uh, Brian Hoyer. 2020, he had 39 year old Philip Rivers. 2021, he had Carson Wentz. Hmm. 2022, he had 37 year old Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. He went 40, 33, and one. 
That's a good coach, if you ask me. That's what, oh, that's a, was, he's a great coach. So in, in my conversation with my friends today, we're like, well, Ron, let's pull up Ron Revere's record. I mean, mm-hmm. he kind of did the same trend, but I would take Frank Wright in heartbeat. Hire him as our OC, somebody. He's yeah. a good coach. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's a more simple explanation for this hire than I think you guys and a lot of people are reading into. I agree. The Colts are, are they want that number one pick too. They want a franchise quarterback too because they haven't had one since Andrew Luck. Mm. Why not hire a guy that doesn't have any coaching experience and expect zero wins? That's the only reason they're starting Ellinger too. Right. Trading away Hines. You know, I'm just going to I'm gonna hire Jeff Saturday. He's a Colts guy. He's a, he's a legend in this organization. Right. He has no coaching experience. Who, he has no pressure for him to win. Who cares? And I think he's doing Reggie Wayne a service because if he puts Reggie Wayne in that situation, that takes away Reggie Wayne's what ability. Is, what to, position coach is he? He's a he's a receivers coach, I think. But but if Reggie Wayne is but if Reggie Wayne's trying to get a coaching job somewhere, why put him in that situation and and set him up for sure. failure? So I think he's doing Reggie Wayne a, a, a service of not putting him in that situation so that he can kind of you know if he wants to go feel his way out and get an offensive coordinator job or somewhere or something, why not? Why not get this guy? You want the number one pick. You want a franchise quarterback that you haven't had in years. Who there's no pressure. If they lose, they lose out. They're probably going to lose out. They also want the number one pick for a quarterback. So it, in my in my mind, I know what Jim Mercer is doing. It makes sense. Yeah. And I get why he didn't put you know a guy like Reggie Wayne in that position because that just wouldn't be fair to him. He's going. So. He is going to be doing the same amount of work that Ron Rivera does on the sideline. Just going to cross his arms. <laughs> he won't have anything in his arms. He'll throw the, the, the challenge flag. He'll throw the challenge flag every now and then. But that's all he's going to do. Yeah, and I, I read he has coached high school football. So was, let's not forget about that. But I think he went set three seven and one three, seven, in high one. school. Yep. So. That is irrelevant. <laughs> that is yeah, so he's irrelevant. Building he's building up. I saw. I yeah, saw, you see the tweet. Oh, it, Jeff Satter does have coaching experience. It's a high school in Georgia, and he went three and seven. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's the NFL. It just it just creates high school team with that talent. It's the same thing. He's essentially True. propped up there as a in a leadership role. And if it works out, he's gonna. If it works we'll out. It works him. out. If it doesn't, what were the expectations right. to begin with? So, so I get it, and he's. You know what? You be there. You be you be in that leadership role. Let your let your coordinators and your coaching staff do what they do because they've been there. They have mm. experience. They've done it. Let them do it. And you know, so that that's my. It makes sense to me. Casey, what college did Jeff Saturday go to? Oh wow, UNC, I think. UNC, correct. Yeah. North Carolina, baby. Not a fan of. Sons. I do like Jeff Saturday though. I do like him as a me as too. An analyst. I, I like him as a. I love, I love his, him as a player. I love his interactions with Peyton Manning. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's the so one. Peyton Manning went over there screaming yeah. at him. He was like, "Quit calling the fucking plays." He's like, "I don't know why you're calling yeah, a fucking yeah. run play when I call a pass play." He's like, "Do your fucking job and block pass block when I call a fucking pass block." <laughs> Peyton Manning's hilarious. I love it. Was, Peyton. Yeah. I well, love Peyton it was Manning. good. It was good. Casey knows too. The center quarterback relationship is a. It's an interesting one. It's yeah, very. Yeah, hands up your butthole. It's very play. intimate without being. Without crossing the line. It really is. And uh, my good buddy Jimmy Mack was my center. And he'll, he'll tell you some stories. He got after me. I got after him for sure. It sucks. And it sucks like when you develop a rapport with that center. And then it's hurt. Or you're practicing with a different center. And it's all thrown. Oh, yeah. I was like quarterback in high school. Every time I had – I was comfortable with my center. Another center came in. to get in there. I was like, you got to – Right, Crowdy? get in there. Got to get up and in there. Let them know you're there. And my fucking center was a dick, and he wouldn't wear fucking, he wouldn't wear anything underneath the shorts during walkthrough. <laughs> you ever fart on your hand? Uh, probably. 
guys. It gets. It's you solid. guys, but you guys were. Were you guys shotgun a lot though? And yeah, yeah. So but you like, have to do it too too but, many times. No, no. Yeah, which was good. So let's get into a little college, no? Yeah, let's do it. What a weekend it was. What a weekend it was. Just in a in an earthquake of upsets and different outcomes. Notre Dame beats Clemson. Bama goes down. Bama's essentially out of it. Told you, Notre Dame, man. I picked. I've been riding them for a while. They're, they're and, playing good football. And Tennessee gets humbled. And you took LSU. And, uh, I did in the Pick'em League. Yep. I think Casey took Alabama. I took Alabama. I thought Alabama was going to rebound, and they, I took Tennessee too. But then I bet Georgia. See, this is where I'm at. Just, just all over the place. Yeah, you're, just, you are all over <laughs> you're fading yourself. Doesn't make any sense. Well, the only thing that makes me happy is that now no longer will Alabama be in the running for um, any kind of. I'm glad to see and them. Clemson shouldn't be. So, but I could see them nitpicking and in, in kind of like. So how do they how do they handle a one loss ACC champion? Whether it's UNC or Clemson, it, UNC schedule sucks. They're done. But Clemson's done. Clemson's awful. They. they they're terrible. That, you that, can't lose to Notre Dame in the fashion you did after Notre Dame. DJ Ugaluli, 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 whatever his name is, is a horrible quarterback. <laughs> I know. I know we don't. Horrible. I know we don't do the the. You know, we don't count the locks. But if I had a lock last week, Notre Dame plus that was four my number, would have been my lock. That was my number two. That was my number I two pick. I knew Notre Dame was going to curb stomp Clemson at home. Notre. I told you Notre Dame was playing well. Clemson. Very shaky against some iffy teams against Wake Forest, who's gotten just their yeah. shit kicked in the last two weeks. And then who the hell else did beat barely? Syracuse? It was yeah. Syracuse? Yeah. yeah. They were down like Syracuse, they needed to a roughing the passer call to help them. Yeah. yeah. So that that game was easy. That and was an easy pick last week. Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's finally figuring it out. And going forward, I think even next year they're going to be really mm. good. But So I know you were, we were talking about number one overall picks guys I've never really liked any anybody that goes Ohio State quarterback off my list immediately right. 100%. C, CJ Stroud 100%. not good 100% then I, I then you add in um uh Bryce Bryce Young mm. overrated he's six yeah. foot one six yeah. he's not that's not gonna carry over to the NFL he's like a Blake Sims I, that's why so I want Kentucky Levy's Levy's how do you say his last name Levy's Levis. Levis. levitating so I like I understand that you know Kentucky's kind of you know done their thing. They haven't really. They've gotten blown out by Tennessee. Lost a close one to Ole Miss. But the guy throws he an looks, impeccable spiral. He looks, he like looks the, the part. He looks like I mean, what, what are, he throws an impeccable spiral. He does. He does. Just, throws an impeccable ball. Just stay away from what any. If, but like, look at Herbert Oregon. They didn't win anything. Like. You it's, just need a quarterback. I want that, looks that like guy that looks the part. That throws a good ball. That makes good decisions. That. And I'm seeing that with, you know, uh, Josh Allen or Justin Herbert or, I mean, you got Mahomes who kind of runs around. But he's, I mean, he, he makes his decisions different too. Brains. So, yeah, Levy's, I, that's, that's a guy I want. I know the Colts are probably going to make a run for him too because they want a guy that's a prototype of Andrew Luck, which I think he is, fits that criteria the, the best out of all the quarterbacks coming out. So, we'll see what happens. Big weekend, big weekend coming up. Yeah. We got. Uh, I love the board this week. I love hate it. it. I love it. I I liked my picks too. Um, I can I I'll get into that. Our records on the season. Mike is in the lead at. Nah, Mike's at twelve and twelve. Mark is nine and eleven. I'm nine and fifteen. Had a little bit of a comeback this week. Casey is four and eight with a one and five. A just a brutal showing last week. I think your only win was the Maction on the the Ball State on Tuesday on Tuesday night. <laughs> Maction, leave it to that. 
And, and you sent a text to us saying, boys, I think this is the week that we, that I, that I, I win all my bets. And you, so you went one and five in college. And then I asked you what horse we should take in the Breeders' Cup. You said Epicenter. And that motherfucker broke his leg. No, he didn't die. They posted a video of him today. He got through surgery. He's fine. He'll, ne- he'll never race again, though. That's, he no, probably, no, he'll never race, but he can, he can breed. Which because yeah, he's got a lot of he won the Travers this year at Saratoga. He's got enough wins that his stud fee is still going to be pretty expensive. That's a that's a I mean that's a kind of a once in a lifetime horse right there, epicenter, right? No, no. I mean yes and no. Like secretary, right, baby. Anytime you have a Grade One winning racehorse, yes, once in a lifetime. In terms of like, will he be known by the general public that doesn't follow horse racing in two years? No. Fair. Well, who so, so who, who won, won the Breeders' Cup? Flightline, who was the two-to-five favorite, won. Um, he romped. I mean, he had a record-setting pace at the beginning. He went to the front. They tried to kill him in the front. He just ran away from everyone. Um, you know, it was, it was an impressive horse. The cool thing about that day, though, wasn't really the Breeders' Cup race. The coolest one was actually two races before in the Dirt Mile. Um, there's a, there was a horse by the name of uh, Cody's Wish who – Nobody really kind of – the horse itself, nobody really thought it was going to be as good as it ended up being. Um, he won on Travers Day, not in the Travers. He won in the Sword Dancer, I think. But he beat a horse named Jackie's Warrior who went off a 2-5 to five, who was going into that race, had run, I think, 10 for – 10 races, 9 wins in one second. Like, the horse itself was like that, a 2-5 to five favorite. Everyone thought she was going to win. But the story of the horse is what's cool. Um, basically – uh, and you guys should look it up. But basically, this this kid named Cody Dorman, he suffers from, I'm not even going to pronounce it, but basically, it's a rare genetic disorder that affects many parts of the body and results in like growth delay, intellectual disability, low muscle tone, and he's prone to seizures. And doctors told the parents that he wasn't going to live past age three. Um, he's 16 now, he's still alive. And through like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, he wanted to meet a racehorse. So he went to Godolphin Farm, which is a big uh big horse racing syndicate down in uh kentucky and through godolphin he got to meet a six-month-old bull hung out with the full and then godolphin instead of selling the horse decided to keep the horse and they named it after him naming it cody's wish and the horse ended up winning on breeders cup Saturday. that's cool stuff that's very cool so yeah, so we got some good news out of the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland. We got some bad news. Wish we were there. I, I mean, we went to we went to Keeneland two years ago for a bachelor party, and I had the time of my life. Is this uh, in Kentucky? Mm-hmm. It was in Kentucky. We went to Lexington for our for our yeah. buddy Brett's bachelor party. We did the uh, we did the bourbon tour. Kind of went to a couple. We went to Woodford Reserve. The Three Brothers. That's nice. There was another one we went to, wasn't there? Buffalo Trace, ooh, but ooh, it, like that. it was like raining Buffalo and we Trace. didn't really do anything there. Like we just stopped there and kind of snuck into the gift shop and then left. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 everyone was waiting in line forever to get in. And I just kind of like skipped the line and then like I wasn't didn't know what I was doing. And they all looked at me and I was in the I was in the gift shop and they're like, give me this, give me this. And I was like, I'm not getting anything. I'm coming. I'm leaving. I don't want anything. But. Keeneland, that, that was so, so fun. If, if you guys ever get a chance to go out there, it's, it's a blast. blast. Um, it, it helped, helped that Caleb, Caleb and I were winning all day. All day. But <laughs> um, and then yeah, the, the, what was the stew? The, the Kentucky, Kentucky, the Burgoo. Burgoo, yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I, I. What is that again? 
it's it's got rabbit. It's like a it's, it's like, like a, a stew, beef right? stew, but it was so good, and it was just like I was kind of drunk, so it was good. Just kind of just pick like me up, warming up your body. Put some a crackers bit. in there. It was it was delicious. Lexington's a cool place. That Bourgu. was my first time ever there. Had a blast. So I wish we could have. I wish we could have gone to Keeneland for the Breeders' Cup. That would have been so much fun and brought everybody. But maybe next year mm. or maybe next. Later on in the year, we can we can make a trip. It's only six hours away. It's only a six-hour yeah. drive. We can go there for a weekend or something and throw some bets on some horses. Maybe Casey can meet us out there. Uh, but Casey, how does uh, how does the how does the Breeders' Cup uh, relate to college football? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see a deer in headlights. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Went off on a little tangent there, but yeah, let's get our pick sixes in. Last week I went three and three. Mark went two and four. Mike went three and three, and Casey one and five. Maybe he can redeem himself with some action this week. Tonight we got three action games. Tomorrow we got three action games. We'll see if any of us sprinkle a little bit on there. I don't have them in my pick six, but I do. You do? Let I me. Do. Well, all right. You can start then. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. Tomorrow night, I got Buffalo plus one and a half at Central Michigan. Buffalo is seven and two against so the spread. Um, little action to start the week. Love it. I like Mizzou plus twenty at Tennessee. Uh, probably a lot of people think Tennessee is going to bounce back, but I think Mizzou's been playing all these SEC teams tough. Give me Mizzou plus twenty and a half. I like Duke minus nine and a half versus Virginia Tech at home. Virginia Tech's very bad. Love uh, it. I like Wazoo minus seven and a half versus uh, Arizona State at home. I also like Iowa. I'm sticking with the Hawkeyes here. They, they did me well last week. Brutal team to bet, but they're, uh, they're plus one and a half versus Wisconsin at home. Definitely going to be a tough, tough game, but uh, give me Iowa. And then I have Nebraska plus 29 and a half. Michigan doesn't really blow teams out. They do, but they don't normally blow them out by any more than 30. So this is obviously, again, a tight, sp- a tight spread for the the level that Michigan's been playing, but all we really need is Nebraska to score like ten points, and then Michigan scores twenty five, and it's a blowout. So Nebraska, I like it. I'll get into mine, I guess. I uh, got a couple. I got three tough ones, and I got three I'm pretty confident about. First one, I got Tulane minus two at home against UCF. Both ranked teams. Mm. Winner will be in first place in the American Conference. American Conference is shaping up to be a tight race towards the end. we got ECU, Cincinnati, Tulane, and UCF all there. Tulane obviously doesn't have a loss in the conference yet. UCF only has one. That's the ECU. Cincinnati only has one, and ECU has two losses. So we'll see what happens this week. I got Tulane minus two at home against UCF. I got UNC plus three at Wake. Uh, I think this – if this was in Chapel Hill, I don't think – I think UNC would be the favorite, but it's not. Uh, Again – UNC's offense looks really good. Mm. I think it's, I mean, it's obviously going to be UNC versus Clemson in the ACC championship. What, what happens with a, with a one loss ACC champion? I don't know. I think they're both out. Yeah. Wake Forest faltering doesn't help Clemson's resume. Syracuse faltering late doesn't help Clemson's resume at all. This isn't about Clemson though. It's about UNC and I think they cover plus three. <laughs> I got Cincy minus five at home against ECU. I was kind of back and forth on this game. ECU's defense is playing well. Never know with Cincinnati. They, again, there's so many teams that just have Jekyll and Hyde syndrome this mm. year that you don't know which one's going to show up. But 
that being said, I know how ECU plays in clutch games when they need a win, and it's not good. So I'm going to take Cincy minus five. Liberty, if I had a lock of the week, this would be it. Liberty minus 14 and a half at UConn. I want to get into Liberty after this, but let me finish. Clemson minus seven versus Louisville. I think Clemson bounces back. I think Dabo gets the boys going. I don't think Louisville's that good. I think Clemson goes and, and wins by double digits in that game. And then my last game, I got Utah State decided to go out west super late. Utah State like minus Scott. 11 and a half at Hawaii. That's Hawaii like 11 sucks. Game, right? Utah State, not great, but Hawaii's only won two games, and it's against the other three. You, you know, I like, the, I, like, I like to bet those late, those yeah. late night games. Yeah, I, like I, I think Utah State smokes Hawaii. So. You, ever, you ever dabble in a little late night tennis wager? I have not. Uh, I've done some late night online NBA 2K basketball wagering. That's my. You ever, uh, <laughs> you ever been down so bad that you gamble on Australian horse racing at 4 a.m.? Casey and I have. <laughs> Japanese too, right? That's Japanese college football. Japanese college football? Yeah. College football? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Japanese college football. I thought pretty it was good. Japanese it's horse good, racing. It's pretty good games. They should do have Japanese games. horse racing, but lately I've been dabbling in the Japanese college football. You should tune football. into that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Mike, let's get your picks. All right, so my number one play of the weekend is Mississippi State plus 16 and a half at home against Georgia. Georgia coming off that big game. Hmm. Uh, I think Mississippi State can keep it close. I mean, I, think, I still think that, that Georgia wins, but yeah. – I think Mississippi State can keep that within two touchdowns. I'm going with Navy plus 16 and a half uh, against Notre Dame, uh, especially with a team that does triple option. Mm, so they're going to control the time of possession. Yeah. Um, I don't think Notre Dame is very explosive as in scoring a lot of points, so I think that's a good number for Navy to get. Then I'm taking uh, Texas minus seven at home against TCU. I know TCU is undefeated. They've had a bunch of close games, and Texas is playing better. So I'm rocking with the, the, the horns hook them. Then I'm taking UCLA minus 18 and a half versus Arizona. Arizona's terrible. That's my main reason. Uh, then I'm taking ECU plus five. I know you took Cincinnati. Uh, their quarterback, who's like 34 years old, is is rocking it. They're six and three. He's not really 34, but he seems like it. Yeah, he's been there. Uh, but I am rocking with the Pirates. And then my last pick, I agree again with uh, Mark. I'm taking Buffalo plus one or the money line Love um, it. Uh, against uh, Central Michigan. Yeah, give me that. Give me all the action, baby. What do you got, Crowdy? Casey, we need a rebound week from you because I know you're getting shit on by us. You're getting shit on by your Saratoga friends. So let's hear it. Let's see if you can bounce back. We don't have to go into that record again. Uh, It is what it is. I took Maryland plus 10 against Penn State. I just take Sean Clifford, and I think Maryland plays up to their competition. I took Miami. Plus two against Georgia Tech. I think both teams are not impressive at all, so I'll take the team that's getting the points in that game. That's a poop ball right there. Uh, Oregon minus 13 and a half against Washington. I think Oregon's in this mindset of if we keep getting impressive wins and blowing teams out, we're going to have to have a – there's going to have to be a conversation about us. So I'll take that. I went against Mike and TCU, Texas. I took TCU plus seven. It's totally a rat line. It's 100% a rat line. It's Vegas saying take Texas. Don't think about it, but I don't care. I'm eating the cheese and I'm taking TCU. <laughs> uh, I got Q's plus six and a half against FSU. FSU has to travel all the way up to New York. Syracuse fucked us all last week. <laughs> what? We all took Syracuse last week. They fucked us all. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it again. You know, it's a shitty fucking town to have to travel to. So give me six and a half. I feel like it's one of those where FSU is just like, I don't want to fucking be here. Um, and then lastly, I went against you, Mark. I'm taking Michigan minus 20. Well, if it's 29 and a half, I'm taking it minus 29 and a half. 
on my note, it's 28. I just think that offensive line is the best offensive line in college football right now, and they're just going to impose their will on Nebraska. So you, so you mentioned, so you mentioned Oregon, you know, they're having to be a conversation about yeah. Oregon if they keep doing what they're doing, which I agree. And I kind of wanted to see what your guys' opinions were on what you think, how the season's going to shake out and what the, what your guys' opinion on the college football playoff final mm-hmm. four will be. I personally had Oregon in my final four for the college football playoff uh, along with, See Do here. we so going off Oregon? Because I was going to bring this up too with yeah. Oregon. Is Bo Nix the best transfer player of the season? So crazy. Other than the first game, I think he's Heisman. He's Heisman worthy he right now. He's been playing really? incredibly. He was so bad at Auburn. Now. He was. He looked, like he looked. He looked abysmal in the first game. He and was then 20, been, 20 for twenty four, two seventy four, and two TDs. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um. So my so yeah my final four I had uh, I had Georgia. I think Georgia wins out. I think they win the SEC. I think Ohio State gets in. I think they beat Michigan, mm-hmm. and, and then I think they win the Big Ten. I think they win out. I think Tennessee ends up getting back in. I don't see them losing another game, and I think they're going to benefit from not having to play in the SEC championship like Alabama has in the past. Mm. Their wins are against a number three-ranked Alabama or number two. I forget where they were ranked when they beat them. Uh, they beat LSU, who we see is – very good Team now. They're ranked upward. seventh. They, t- Tennessee smashed Florida. They have Tennessee has one of the best resumes for a one-loss team to get in over anybody else. So who's who's going to play in the SEC championship then? Georgia LSU takes care of business. It'll be Georgia, and then it'll probably be LSU. One of those, yeah. Oh. I think it'll be LSU because LSU beat Alabama. So yeah, LSU. LSU's in first place. I just can't wait to go to the days where it'd be like the movie Friday Night Lights. And it's sixteen teams, and you line them up, and that'd be great. Week, and you see them go to that, and you best sixteen it's coming. Best sixteen teams play. Twelve teams, yeah. Twelve, 12. 12 yeah. But no, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, and then my then my fi- so so out of the one loss teams, I think Tennessee has the least worst loss and the best wins out of those one loss teams. My final team in, I think, is Oregon. So we got two teams that lost to I Georgia. Like that. Yeah, Oregon. Going in. I like Oregon. They're sneaking. Man. They're playing really good football. I think those are those. That's going to be my final four. I think TCU ends up losing at some point. I think they trip up. They've had like three Their games in a row. Their defense is lost. very sketch. So what, uh, Casey? What What do you have as your final four? Who do you think? When you asked me to do it, I felt like just going complete chaos on this and just going off that. So I said, yeah, Georgia's one. Going win that SEC, win the SEC championship game. I'm taking Michigan over Ohio State. I agree. That's my, that's my number two. Yeah, compared to the two teams, I feel like Michigan has played better right now and looks better than Ohio State. I think Ohio State's just not looked as impressive as we thought. I'm going to take in the three spot, I'm going to take, I'm going to pretend that TCU runs the table and does everything that we ask of them and wins the. Got to have one guy do that. See, yeah. I, think, I think TCU loses to Texas this weekend. Wait, I'm not. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm going to pretend that happens. And then I'm going to play a really, really fun, funny, fictionalized game where I think whoever wins the Pac-12 gets in over Tennessee with the Pac-12 championship game. Either team, whether it's USC or Oregon, they're both going to be one-loss teams that get in. And it's going to be hard to take – because they always say, like, it, it goes from, like, if you lose early and then you look impressive – the rest of the season, it weighs better in your favor than losing midseason. 
So how can you penalize, let's assume Oregon wins the, the Pac-12. How can you penalize Oregon for looking just as bad as Tennessee did in that game? And then you're going to... I think Oregon looked a little bit worse than Tennessee did, but... It was also week one, though. Yeah. Week, that's what I'm saying. It's week one. It's not week ten. But is that... That's why I have the most... Is that factored into in, the decision-making, though? We don't know. Yeah. So I just reality, all they're going to do is who makes the most money. That's where it's going to be. Tennessee's going to make them a lot of money. I think Ohio State or Michigan, whichever one's going to get in. George is going to make them money, and then uh, they need a Pac-12 team in, yep. I think. So, I don't think about it. I just decided to go total chaos. Obviously, if TCU wins out, they get in. But I just I don't I think they're going to lose this weekend to Texas, honestly. Uh, so, yeah, but that – what do you what do you guys who I'm, you guys I'm, have? I'm with I'm with Casey. I'm I with like Michigan. Michigan number two, uh, George number one. I, I agree with him. It's either USC or Oregon getting in from the Pac twelve. Yeah, I think I think TCU could I mean they have to win out. If they do, obviously they're in. Um But that that last for that last spot for me, whether it's the three four spot, I just I don't Oregon, Tennessee. Oregon, yeah. Tennessee mm-hmm. or LSU if they keep one in and Tennessee loses. Like if if LSU plays Georgia in the SEC championship and, and wins, wins, they're in. Yeah, that's that's a valid point. That is that is a very valid point. They're, what they've lost? What two? But games? They've lost two games though. But, Correct. But Georgia would have won if they. I don't think a two. Already lost. They lost to Tennessee. I don't think a two win teams getting in. Yeah. No but just put, put 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 years ago when Penn State had Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley, they had two losses: beat Ohio State at the Horseshoe, and then won the Big Ten championship game, and they were the last. Yeah, last team or first team out. At the same time, I also don't see the committee not putting in a team, an SEC champion who beat Georgia and Alabama in the same season yeah. as well. So, but then you got the argument with Tennessee who kicked the shit out of LSU. So, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't know. What in? Did you give us your four? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm I like Michigan too, and then either or, uh, Oregon, Tennessee, and then I'm rooting for TCU a little bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see TCU get it. I just don't think they're going to win this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I think if TCU goes undefeated, their resume is the exact same with the Oklahoma teams in the past. Have had. Correct. I mean, you're you're right. Just because it doesn't say Oklahoma on their helmet, you're going to penalize them. Yeah, and I like I like a horned frog over a Sooner anyway, so. And TCU TCU has better wins than a lot of a lot of those people in the top a lot of those teams in the top ten too. They I mean they've beaten undefeated Kansas team, they beat an undefeated Oklahoma team, they beat Kansas State, who everyone thought was gonna beat the shit out of them last night. They beat mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Who was ranked. They had a lot of ranked wins. They it's yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to see how see how it all plays out. So real quick, one other one other pick that I had, Crowdy, and I wanted to and and you too, Dan. Um I didn't I'm not gonna take this, I don't think, but I do kinda like Iowa State this week at Oklahoma State, minus one and a half. I think that the Cyclones go in there, Crowdy, and they get Mike Gundy fired. That's what I think might happen. Mike Gundy out on his bullshit. I was I bet him the past three weeks and his team just looks like dog shit. I'm so sick of him. He's had the best record in college football over the last like ten years, other than Saban and Cyclones. Mike Gundy's not going anywhere. Might, might want to sprinkle a little a small I, I want it on record yeah. that I will you know who, but the rest of the year speaking of firings I, you know who's getting fired I, probably uh, Kyrie Irving is he, do you think he's gonna he it was funny cause I, was, I, was I wanted to go back to that when you were talking about who had the shorter flight to to Germany and from Mr. Flat Mr. Flat Earth over here what a fucking idiot yeah. add Kyrie Irving to my hate list mm. uh, him add him there with Ron Rivera everybody <laughs> like that Flat Earth man, 
He thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Guys, Duke education for one year. He's an idiot. Yeah. I. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a complicated subject. We don't have to really get into it too much. I'll, I'll give my opinion. It's, you know, there, the, the thing that he's arguing for, I guess, that really pissed a lot of people off was he's saying that, you know, the Jewish, Jewish people are, um, you know, kind of controlling the world, controlling the media, controlling everything, which I kind of, I mean, kind of factual. They do, they are head of everything, the media, you know, they control the media, they control big business. If you look at it, most of them are in that, in that seat of power. Um, but what he was saying that kind of, I guess, really pissed people off was that they suffered like that, that I guess the African, African Americans suffered, have been suffering a lot longer and a lot worse than, than Jews did. Mm. And I don't, I don't think it's fair to compare two tragedies like that. It's, mm. you know, one, one, both can be horrible without having to one up the other, you know, slavery happened for a long time and so many deaths happened from that. And it was a horrible thing. And I'm glad that we're not in, we're not there anymore. I mean, obviously it still happens around the world in some places, but we're not, we were, we're been trying to move away from that. And I think that's where it ticked a lot of people off. I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people throw out a hot take or their opinion and join in the masses of getting mad and angry about somebody saying something without really doing a lot of research and trying to understand where they're coming from or what they're saying. And I think that's kind of the foundation of why there's so much vitriol in mm. the world right now is just nobody takes the time to see where, you know, somebody's stance is and why they have that stance. And that's kind of just, that's, that's my opinion on it. So, per let me, se. so let me ask you this. So if he, if it wasn't Kyrie Irving, it was any other random Joe basketball player, would he still have a job in NBA right now? Probably not. He was tipped. He was tipped on the line of getting, of, of saying the wrong thing more. Cause he didn't really not. apologize. He didn't even double down. Mm-mm. He got suspended by the league. The, the, the Nets took way too long to even respond to that. I think, he, well, he got suspended after he had a chance to walk back what he said in that press conference, and then he didn't. Correct. And I think that's when that's when he got suspended. My only problem is if it was anybody else, like just a random basketball player in the NBA, says that kind of thing, he's done. Yeah. He's done. But it's Kyrie Irving, and he's had a, la- a laundry list of controversial things he's said or done, and he, does what, he seems to do whatever he wants. And thank God for – Steve Nash for getting out of that job. That's probably the best, yeah, true. best thing that ever happened to him was getting fired for well, that position. Kyrie's chosen uh, to use like his platform to talk about topics of wide ranges to, to be heard and to make it known and to raise awareness. Um, whether that's the spot to do it or not as an NBA player, I don't know. Like I respect them for for you know bringing up the tough issues, but but it, but it is but it is but they'll they'll tell you it is a spot to bring it up for other things like you know when some when like if a if a somebody if a conservative media pundits like shut up and dribble when they're talking about you know racial injustice between uh, for African Americans mm-hmm. in the U S or something that's the time. That's that. Then it, they're like, yes, that's okay. Why would you tell him to shut up and dribble? Like, mm. why? Like, so I think it's a little bit hypocritical to tell him to shut up and dribble now, as opposed to 
you know, past issues in the past. Mm-hmm. I think I think the NBA has been a, pretty hypocritical about a lot of things, particularly particularly with, those. But then with China with China still having their games in China, still having that China. relationship with China, and you see the 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 slavery and the genocide that's going on over there. So so they're condemning mm-hmm. Kyrie for making literally just making comments or sharing something yet they have a business relationship, one of the largest, mm. with a country that is actively committing genocide. Mm. The, it, the, That's fair. the hypocrisy is off the charts. And I'm not, none of them is, none of them are good. None, like no, I can't, I can't say one way or the other. I'm not, I've never been in those shoes, that situation. I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy of, you're gonna silence him now, but you don't say a word about your dealings over in China where they're actively committing genocide and no one's doing anything about it. And not, let alone are they not doing anything about it, you're still having a business relationship with that. So that's, that's where I don't think Kyrie's in the right. I don't, but I definitely don't think the NBA's in the right either for mm. anything. So none, it's, none it's, of those, a, it's a weird... None of those sports, every single one of them, they, they're in business. They're all there for money. That's right. all they really care about. Mm. Yeah, and that, and, and that kind of brings to another point of something that happened this week. Um, Casey, Casey, you were talking to me about it, the Bruins. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, recently the... i got to go back to 2020 with the Michael Miller situation. Uh, basically... 2020, he's coming out of the – he's a draft prospect playing at the University of North Dakota who is essentially Georgia or Alabama in the hockey world for collegiate hockey. Um, And skill-wise, he had a first-round draft rating and then ended up falling in the draft the Coyotes in the fourth round Um, because there were character issues about him. uh, When he was a 14-year-old kid, he accused of – not even accused, I think – yeah, because he went to trial, so he was he was convicted. Yeah, he was convicted of bullying, uh, racist remarks, um, a bunch of other pretty disgusting and despicable things that he had done to a classmate of his. So he was convicted at the age of fourteen. What's up? He was yeah. convicted at yeah. fourteen as a minor. Yes, yeah, he was, uh, and that came out he was vetted by a lot of the gms right it's the same draft draft pop prospect as everything and that's kind of why he fell to the fourth round because they felt like there were some character issues with this kid the coyotes ended up drafting him and that's kind of when shit sort of hit the fan for him with the parents of the kid who was abused when he was 14 coming out and saying you know he even in court he wasn't apologetic it was more like a, a new uh a nuisance to him like, I have to do this and I have to apologize for this just so I can play hockey. This is kind of bullshit. So it almost seemed like he was never really remorseful. That's coming from their side of – And he's still he's still a teenager at that point, too, of, you know, still not being fully developed of I, – I will say in your later teen years, you know what's right and wrong for the most part. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you understand the – I don't think you understand that that – time of your life the consequences of your words and actions until so, you get yeah, definitely until you get over a certain age and you get to a certain point in life where you do have a you know you do have a job you do have answer to people and so yeah i i get that in the fact that he didn't apologize apparently the other guy that was involved with it you know was like in tears apologizing so what's happening now so yeah oh anyway so he gets cut that comes out, 
the Coyotes immediately are like, okay, this is too much baggage. We don't, you can't, you're done. North Dakota, because they, the way the uh, NHL drafts is similar to baseball, where you can continue your collegiate career even though you're drafted. Um, North Dakota ended up following suit and basically cutting him from their hockey program as well. So they ended up playing in the USHL, which is like a junior program. Um, fast forward to this year, the Boston Bruins signed him, signed him uh, earlier or later last week, signed him, plays on their AHL team. And then it kind of came out again. And to the point where, and this is where it's weird, because signing somebody to an NHL contract, it's the same as anything else and anything in the pros where you have to, to not get that contract, you have to be on an exempt list, right? Like a Ray Rice exempt list, something like that. He wasn't on an exempt list. So the contract went through, he was on the Bruins. And then fast forward to this week, all the shit hits the fan again. Harry Bettman comes out and basically says that he's not allowed to be in the NHL. He's not in my league. And it's kind of like, dude, that contract passed your desk or somebody's desk in your office. Why did you wait until the public went ape shit again to then come out and say, actually, no, you can't go through with it. Yeah. It's done. So it's kind of like similar to the Kyrie thing where it seems like both sides are wrong. And also both sides are being very critical of each other. And that's so he's cut. Then. He's not. On yeah. He, he, they won't let him they play him. in the NHL. So the Bruins cut ties with him when it came that out. Is, the Bruins knew about it. He, crazy he, to me. He announced what had happened when he was entering in the draft to every single team. But so he, he was very transparent kinda, about right. what happened. Um, but and how long? How long is this going to last for? Is it going to keep happening every time teams? Are is the kid going to be? It's probably done. Is the kid going to? So obviously, what he did, not horrible, not horrible, 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 horrible. Correct. But he's fourteen. Correct. I and people and we're all about second chances. Nowadays, I have so. done. Correct. I have done terrible things when I was fourteen. I got kicked out of middle school when I was fourteen. I grabbed a girl's butt on the bus and I got expelled for that. I dialed nine one one my freshman year in high school. That's not smart. <laughs> it's not smart. But. Obviously, I could still play football. Obviously, at the time, <laughs> obviously at the time, you know, you're you're 14, you're you're two years away from like 12 years old. Like that's a that's yeah. And I know now that it's I would never grab a girl's butt in public years. now. Like I know I know how wrong well, that is now because I'm older and I've grown and realized and matured and the and realized the consequences of what happens when you do that, in- especially nowadays. Eighth and grade to be fourteen. Eighth grade. Your frontal lobe is not yet developed eighth, at fourteen. Eighth middle school. Are you going to punish the kid his entire life for something he did? There's got to be some kind of common ground. Like, sign him and don't let him play like the Kyrie thing until he goes through all these steps to yeah, put him through a course, put him through all that sensitivity stuff. Yeah, yeah. and and then yeah, and, so, shame. and then everybody move on. I mean, it's he's a good player that, too. Right? That's the only problem with social yeah. media nowadays is that you can just bash someone continually and there's a track record of it like as soon as if he does anything in life they'll just his name uh, his name's attached yeah. to tweets pictures you name it that's the only problem i have with because there's no because before you could kind of get by you could ride ride the wave right you can't ride the wave anymore because mm-hmm. people are going to keep burying you well you can if you're an nfl player and you punch a woman or you kick a pregnant or you got money your pregnant girlfriend or those people are getting second chances mm-hmm. so or if you're accused of 23 counts of sexual assault Great example, and then get a get a, a two hundred and something million dollar contract. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah, it is it is that because everyone kind of comes out and is like, oh no, it's a privilege to be an NHL uh, athlete or it's a privilege to be, just be a professional athlete. Okay, so what does that say about like the rest of the world, right? Like, okay, if he can't play in the NHL and he goes and like becomes a insurance salesman, are you saying that like that is okay? He can right. do that. 
because that's not a privilege to like work and earn a living. It's, it all goes back to the company should which it, you're should employed. He never, should he never work again? Should right. he never be able to do anything in life ever again when when what he did was terrible, but people have done much, much, much worse, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that have yeah. that you're seeing like Deshaun Watson, politicians, all, all kinds of stuff. And they everybody's you know, gets off scot free. So it's just it's weird to me that they pick out this one particular case and maybe it's an NHL thing, but wasn't uh who was it? Uh, Vander Kane for the for the yeah. Blackhawks, didn't what did he didn't he domestically abuse somebody? He's still playing, and he's got gambling problems. I've had a lot of domestic issues over the years of his career. I mean, hell, you're Tony D'Angelo. He had problems in New York. Look at that Sean dude, Sean Avery. Remember of, Sean Avery? Tons of Sean Avery would punch things. everyone in their face and so, keep it moving. So I'm trying to find where these organizations in these leagues. Because it sounds like they just aren't on the same page for anything of yeah. of disciplinary, disciplinary action, action mm-hmm. on, and it sounds like it's very similar cases of things, but they decide to punish one thing and not the other. Why not? If you're going to punish one thing, then punish all of them. I don't think anybody that that beats a woman should be playing ever again, let alone be a part of society. It's just not. It's got to be unanimous across the board. It's got to be, be one, yeah. It's got to you know? be unanimous. It just blows my mind that these leagues have these certain moral high grounds for one thing, and then they look the other way on another thing, and it's just—I don't know—it's weird to me. Mm. So. It is. I agree. Preach. Speaking of preach, though, I'm glad you brought that up because I, Casey, I don't know if you watched this. I watched the craziest documentary. This is what I wanted to get back into when I made my pick with Liberty minus fourteen and a half over UConn. This this. <laughs> Doc- number in there. Documentary. Got to remind the people. It's called God Forbid. And What's Jer- it on? It's on Hulu. Okay. So Jerry Falwell Jr., The so Jerry Falwell, his dad, uh, started Liberty University. Uh, big, he, he basically started, he's the father of televangelism. And uh, so Jerry Falwell Jr. I know what? What is that? What, what, yeah, what is what that? What did you just say? Televangelism? Yes. What is that? So, like, uh, Joel, <laughs> Joel Olstein, you know, these big oh, pa- the, the pastors. The pastors, that, gotcha, that gotcha. preach oh. in front of millions and millions of people gotcha. at these huge arenas. I didn't, I didn't that know that. Yeah. familiar with that term. Me neither. Yes. <laughs> you can just call it a cult. Evangelistic uh, Christians. Yes. They're crazy. So, so they have all these strict rules for Liberty University. I've, Liberty is very, very cultish. It's very similar to BYU, and and yeah, they have a dress code. You, you can't drink. Mm. You get fined for all these things. Mm. So there's this pool boy down in Miami, and he works at the Fountain Blue Pool. And Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife are down there for something. I forget what they're down there for, but they're at the pool, and they pick out this pool boy. And they bring him back to the hotel. And Jerry Falwell Jr. has this pool boy fuck his wife while he watches. Mm. And then they, this, this continues. They do it all the time. His wife ends up falling in, like, basically falling in love with this guy. Pool and boy. The, the pool boy. This is, is this a Netflix uh, reality show? No. It's, and so it, it's, it, it's real even, life. It gets even crazier is that Jerry Falwell Jr. gives this kid, like, $500,000 to invest in a hostel to run with Jerry Falwell Jr.'s son down in Miami to invest in it, brings him into part of a circle. The biggest uh, endorsement that Donald Trump got in 2015 that he needed was from Jerry Falwell Jr. Oh, so, wow. so this pool boy is now in Jerry Falwell Jr.'s circle, traveling with them everywhere. 
He's with Trump, hanging out with Trump, hanging out with Michael Cohen. There's a whole bunch of pictures and videos that leaked that somebody got and they were trying to blackmail him. And Michael Cohen, that's what Trump had him for, was like to make things go away. And so he gets involved in all this. It's a crazy documentary, crazy story. But it's just funny, speaking of hypocrites, is that you have all these fucking rules for Liberty University, yet you're off letting some pool boy cuckold you by fucking your wife and then filming it and jerking (laughs) off in the corner. Jeez. I mean, what'd you think of it? What What'd you think of it? Dude, I, I <laughs> you said it perfectly. It was, as I was watching it, I'm like this. My jaw was on the ground. You like, you do like a deep dive into it and you're like, holy shit. Like, not only is it real, it's been going on for ever. Yeah. This made him resign as president of Liberty University. Like, it was a whole I took a, big I, I thing. Took a, I took an unofficial visit there and I never, Did you? I was there for maybe an I hour. Know. I was like, nope. My friend brother went there. It's uh, a, it's a weird place. It's never been. I, thought, I always thought of inside. They have so the much fucking money though. Their facilities no, are so nice. They're so nice. It's be- it's a beautiful, beautiful campus. So Liberty minus fourteen and a half. <laughs> Lock. So Danny, where are you sliding on this? You want Liberty to win this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Who's want the hypocrite so, now. I don't care if they win. I, just, I so, think they're gonna win. They're, I, they just beat the shit out of Arkansas. Last yeah. time, what's it called again? I'm gonna I'm gonna probably watch it. God forbid. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid. It's one of the better documentaries I've seen in a while. I like a good some good TV coming out. Yeah, we got we got Yellowstone coming back this week. I'm really excited about that. Got to go back. Season five. Yeah, um, knew, season five? Yeah. Season, oh, season four behind. was kind of a dud. They kept going to Jimmy and him down in the ranch in so Texas. It was really, I had to fast forward through all those Has, parts. What's, what's the actor's name again? Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Has he been in it since the first yeah, season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've, I've I think never he becomes it, governor so. of Montana in this okay. next season. I love Kevin Costner. The whole thing. Love Kevin I'm, Costner. I'm a Kevin Costner fan. Um, I've been watching The Peripheral uh, on Amazon Prime. Also very good. Kind of a Westworld ish okay. vibe i can rock with um, that you guys isn't uh, isn't the, the the female isn't what's her name she's a pretty big actress in that isn't she? chloe oh, grace moritz yeah that's, yeah, that's well yeah i just watched what did i just watch it was called bar oh it's called barbarian Have you oh, I watched, on it? hbo that was a weird dude weird movie. so it's very highly rated and, yeah. and honestly from start to finish like aside is it a from series or is it... no it's a movie it's a, oh, okay. it's a, and oh god it's it's a <laughs> It is What's just it just watch it. It is <laughs> it's a it's away? a pretty scary movie. It's a lot of like there's like a monster type of creature. It's like a feral human, right? Right, and it's like an old decrepit like old lady, but she's naked and her saggy tits are like out, and she's chasing these people in it's this right abandoned house. But like her her kill move essentially, or her like capture move, is to get you and force you. To suck her nipple and breastfeed you. <laughs> That's like her signature Definitely move. <laughs> it was so weird. It caught me so off guard because it was like scary. And then like this monster with saggy tits comes out. I'm like, wait, this is like kind of funny. <laughs> it was bizarre. Barbarian HBO. Yeah, HBO. Watch it. I watched it during the day and I was like, what am I watching? Oh, you watch it during the day. It's even weirder. <laughs> yeah. you, Casey, you just watched something. On, what was it? Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front? Dude, oh, that is a fucking depressing movie. I've read was. the book like four times in school. Well, yeah, we had to read it in school too. I mean, it's one of the, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's depressing. I mean, if you, like, I like history a lot. Uh, I like to like kind of research shit that I didn't know beforehand. Um, but yeah, like the premises of the movie is basically if you are a fan of World War One or just like want to learn more about it, it is definitely, it's told from like the side, the German side, but it's during the spring offensive of 1918, which essentially is almost the end of the war. Germany's getting their shit kicked in. 
and they decide that before the Americans can show up, because if the Americans show up, that's a whole new country, whole new troops. They're going to get wiped out. They decide to go on the offensive and basically just continually are charging at French lines, trying to take back this land that has just been destroyed for five years. Um, and in the end, it, it does fail. Uh, it, it fails. The Americans eventually do show up. Uh, and then on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918, uh, the armistice is signed and Germany is done. But like the whole premises of it is basically both sides being like, this is this is chaotic. This is horrible. Why are we still doing this shit? Yeah, it's, I'd be surprised if uh, a lot of our viewers ha- don't know or haven't had to read that book in school or, or know what it's about. Uh, but it, so it, it's told from the story from the side of the Germans, right? Mm-hmm. Though, um, kind of their side of the story. I saw a movie uh, a couple of months ago that's pretty similar to that. It's Letters from Iwo Jima. It's mm-hmm. it was from Clint Eastwood. It kind of tells you know you know the U.S. invaded Iwo Jima, the island, but it tells the story from the from two Japanese soldiers in their side, and it kind of it, it really makes you like feel for them, and mm-hmm. you know. You know, you always get this propaganda of like, you know, the U.S., you know, everyone else is bad. Everybody we've been to war with is bad. That could be the case. But also, you know, getting getting their story like they're humans, too. They Mm. they didn't choose to go and fight that. They had to do it, too. They didn't want to do it. So it's really interesting to kind of see and get a different perspective from from those sides of uh, because I'm sure that I'm sure those soldiers in that movie didn't choose to go to war like that. And who knows what I thought about it. In the beginning, they did because it's again you're young, dumb, and full of cum. So you're yeah. like, I'm gonna go get glory, and then you find out what it really is waiting for you there, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're like, I this isn't what I thought I signed up for. Another movie, yeah. another movie that I did watch the other day is called The Good Nurse. Have you Great, seen that? Phenomenal movie. Great movie. Phenomenal. Movie. Uh, I, I, I want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Netflix yeah. movie. Netflix, right? Netflix. That one is actually about a nurse. It's that a true wor- story too. I didn't, yep. even, I didn't realize it's true that story. works in the ICU. And ends up killing close to fifty people. They, they said he's on purpose. They said he may be. That's on, a true story. They mm-hmm. said he yeah, may yeah, be yeah. the most, the biggest serial killer, the I most do. kills. That's not documented. They don't know uh, how yeah. many. I, truly... I've heard that story. I want to watch. I, yeah. I didn't know that was a movie, but I, yeah. I definitely want to watch it. Got some good actors now. in it too. It's in the. It's in the. It should be number. It's one of the coworkers' kind of point of view of how she started working with him and trust him and watch comes it. into her home yeah. and stuff like that and. And then uh, there's an investigation in the hospital. He actually was in uh, several hospitals in New Jersey where I grew up close. So, Well, speaking of things that we didn't sign up for, I, we're bringing back our food segment this oh. week. Oh, and boy. I know neither of you signed up for this. So guess what I got for you guys? Dun, 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 dun. This is liver pudding <laughs> that, that, I got, that I got from the store. Again, I had to go to a couple different stores to buy this. It's like I guess there's a shortage of liver pudding. There's a shortage of in, disgusting in friggin' the state of foods. North Carolina. People just actively go out and buy liver pudding. Yeah, there's a so there's a <laughs> liver mush festival. It's called liver mush. There's a liver mush festival in uh, Shelby, North Carolina, which is about an hour up the road. Yeah. And Travel Channel did an episode on it. Andrew Zimmern went. Oh, okay. Um, so they do a whole festival on this liver mush. I don't really know what's in it. I know there's like some cornmeal, some liver. Some... There's some. I looked at the ingredients: pork, liver, uh, some meal, some some, some like wheat, cornmeal or wheat something. Wheat and cornmeal. Sounds good for you. 
Uh, it's pretty much just pork and meal not, and I wouldn't say it's probably not good salt, for you. It's like a, it's like the it's like the shittiest part of the pig. That's it's like shitty like scrapple, kind of. Yeah, have you ever had scrapple? No, I have not. So you said they, or they, I don't know who they is, but they, they say to eat it with jelly or yellow mustard. So we, yeah, so we, so have we both. Did both. So we'll see. So here's your jelly. Mm. I want jelly. And your mustard. Gross. You got your fork, Mike. Yeah, I got it. Patience. Patience. There's a little lot uh, of jelly over there. And Look at a little ASMR here. Your mustard. What do you think about this, Casey? A little ASMR. Are you guys going jelly first? Or this looks so yummy. First. We'll go jelly first. It's a little cold now. Yeah. Yeah, we cooked it oh, what, 30 minutes ago, probably. Mm. Oh, it was a little cold. It's not bad, it's actually. better warm, but you don't like it? No. <laughs> the jelly isn't jelly is needed think about, I think but like put that on some toast put it on like toast with some like a butter I think it would be better if it's kind of like spread a spread oh, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all as opposed to like a little block that we have here this wouldn't be good with anything <laughs> um all right, well, let's get the rating. I like the jelly better. The jelly, well, actually, I haven't tried the, the mustard. mustard. <laughs> I haven't tried the mustard yet. Well, let's give a rating with the jelly first. Oh, okay. You just dug in. All right, let me go back to the jelly real quick. Shit. I, I kind of, I like this. I like, I get it sometimes mm. just on my own. Okay. Um. I think it's, I think it's probably the best thing that we've eaten. I would. Easiest, I disagree. Easiest. Mm -mm. You disagree? You think oh, the banana was better? Yes. No way. Oh. No way. 100%. I, must, I, I wanted was, to throw oh, up after I that. I gagged on the first bite. Now, the jelly, I like the jelly. It's just two totally different worlds here. Jelly is like yeah, sweet. sweet. <laughs> right. And then the mustard's kind of like it's, I think more it, tang it's, on it. It's, the thing that gets people is like the the little gritty parts in there. Yeah. I don't know. It's a texture you thing. Can't tell, you, can't, <laughs> you can't tell if that's meat, cornmeal right, or if know. that's like You don't know what it is, so you choose like not to think about pig it. pig trimmings that just yeah. like oh, okay. made its way in there. I'm going to puke on this next one then. Let me try a little more mustard. So, so here's so well. What was your rating with the jelly? Jelly, I'm gonna give it a, a seven three. Seven three. Yeah, I'm gonna I, give I it. Liked it. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it an eight point two. I kind of like it too. It's yeah. really good on toast. Um. Yeah, I I, I like. What would you give a it? Two. I don't like any of it. A two. I don't even want to eat this, this one. Is this the worst thing that you've had uh, so far, for sure. Mustard. Not, These chips are pretty not, good. Not good. <laughs> I bet it'd be good on a chip. That's for sure. Oh man, here we go. All right, mustard. I like the mustard much better. Actually, no, I'll just, I'll just lied there. I like the jelly much better. The mustard definitely needs to be with bread, something else. Yeah. I, Cracker. I like it. I kind of like it plain for the most part. Uh, uh, mustard's better. I like mustard. You like mustard? Yeah. I like it plain. Um, okay, Mike, coming back around. Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I, keep, I keep saying I'm going to have to step my game up, but... I'm trying. The first one, right? First one I, with I the jelly? It, and I like jelly. It kind of reminded me of, um, what's it called? Uh, breakfast meat sort of thing. Like just like Corn beef like hash. Kind of thing. Like a hash. Some kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, overall, but, not bad. No, overall, so. not bad. Thank you, actually. That was um, better than fucking chicken yeah, feet. Yeah, and, so. <laughs> and you had me try the New Jersey Taylor ham yeah. on Sunday when we were supremely hungover. Yeah, so. I, uh, I got a special delivery from some friends back in – uh, back in Jersey, they live in New York uh, now, but they send a care package of a dozen fresh bagels that we uh, cut in half, put in the freezer, so we got them on deck. Yeah. No, I but I made Danny a, a good old pork roll, egg, and cheese. Some may get mad. Taylor ham, egg, and cheese, whatever you call yeah, it. We didn't leave the couch for 
seven hours straight on Sunday, no. just watch football. And it was a good day. It was a good day. It was, it was kind of rainy. So it's the greatest day ever. Good day to hang out and, and watch Red Zone and just kind of do nothing. So that's all the time we have for this week. Glad we could bring that food back. And uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to find something that's just supremely disgusting. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you this time next week. Later, y'all. Here we go.